Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Putting Words to It podcast, where we are continuing in our Love Is series. This is where we're taking the descriptive words that Paul uses in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where he's defining love. And in this series, we're just taking those descriptive words, we're breaking them down and just putting words to what they are and how they relate to us today and how how it can just connect with us. Today, I'm super excited. I have a special guest with me, someone I've known for over 20 years. I was thinking about this, <laughs> like how long? Over 20 years. Today, I have my sister-in-law, Kendra Parker. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Thank you for traveling so far. It was hard. <laughs> Walking across the driveway. Yes, yes. I actually only wore my slips, so that was nice. (laughs) Yeah, so we're, if you don't know much about our family, we're all kinds of crazy. We (laughs) We really are. (laughs) We own a business together. We uh, live next door to each other. We travel together. Like, we we are the epitome of doing life together. (laughs) Yes, we go to church together. We go to church together. Yes, there's that too. So, but today I am so thankful that you're here today to talk about love perseveres. Yes, it's a subject I know well. (laughs) So (laughs) when you asked me to do this, I was like, well, Lord, you know, I guess everything that I have been through Mm -hmm. is not in vain. So, I mean, I I do know that on a regular basis, but... It was definitely um, exciting when you asked me to do this. Yeah. So thank you. Well, when I was uh, just looking through for myself, looking through the words and just praying through and just asking like, okay, who can have these conversations? When this came up, I was like, yeah, I know. I know who to bring into this conversation. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's just jump in. How would you describe love perseveres? Like in your best words. So... I actually could just rattle off what I think it means to me, but also I think it's important to really know what Paul was saying Mm -hmm. when he said Mm -hmm. it. And so I'm sure you've probably already talked about what the word love here means, you know, the agape love, and Mm -hmm. it's the love of God, basically. And I, as I was looking it up, I wrote down, it says, it expresses the deep and constant love an interest of a perfect being, which is God, the mm-hmm. love of God, mm-hmm. towards entirely unworthy objects. Hmm. And I thought, I love that. That was such a great, I mean, that's just straight out of the Strong's Concordance. But mm-hmm. when it talks about endures, um, everything that I was going to say, it actually said. So mm-hmm. it really is just a confirmation to me that what I have learned about yeah. this over my life and my experiences yeah. is really what it's talking about here. But mm-hmm. um, the word, the Greek word here for endures is hupomnio. Hoop, I think I said that right. Hupomnio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it actually says to abide under, to bear up courageously under suffering. Mm. But some of the other things it says, it's to remain. It's bear trials, to have fortitude, mm. which actually means courage and pain or adversity, to persevere, to endure, mm. to tarry, to abide. Mm. So those are the things that I have learned about love enduring in my life and my experiences. So I think that Paul probably just said it best. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I love the fact that persevering is so much more than I think we really give it credit for, right? Like it is enduring. It is long suffering. It is, it is a really deep conversation. Like it's not just, not just pushing through something hard, but there's, there's intention behind it. So I love the way that Paul says it. And I love the description of it. I think that that is probably going to connect to some, someone listening today. Yeah. Um, can you describe a time in your life where um, love persevered? Oh, can I? <laughs> um, so just part of my testimony okay. is that it was like 17 years ago, I mm-hmm. think. I always can remember because Eli is a product of mm-hmm. um, everything that God did in me and in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's about to be 16. So... It was about 17 years ago, and I was very unlovable at that time. Mm -hmm. Josh and I got married very young. I was 18. He was 22. Mm -hmm. We were kids. We grew up together. We learned a lot together. And, but we loved Jesus, and Mm -hmm. we... We were saved and we did the things we were supposed to do. We yeah. went to church and we, you know, we tried to be good people, right? Yeah, yeah. But what we didn't realize is that we weren't, Jesus was not Lord of our life. Mm-hmm. He was Savior, but mm-hmm. he wasn't Lord, meaning he wasn't in charge. Mm-hmm. And so we had not fully submitted our, our everything to him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we were young and we were, you know, learning and growing as humans Mm -hmm. and trying to be a husband and a wife. And we had Lincoln at the time. He was uh, two when when it all came to a head. Mm -hmm. But I was just a very unlovable person. And and really looking back, it was storms in my life Mm -hmm. that started to take me off of course. And it, it really is a biblical description of when Jesus talked about the storms coming Mm. and being on the sand versus being on the rock. And I didn't realize I was on the sand until the storms came and I fell apart. So it was within three months that my um, mom and dad finally decided to get a divorce after 25 years of marriage Mm -hmm. and threatening to do so really my whole life. And I just never thought it would happen. Mm. But they got married young, so that rattled me. Okay. then my mom found out she had stage four breast cancer Mm -hmm. and then josh and i had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. our first miscarriage Mm -hmm. and so it was a lot of hard things that hit me all at once and i was on the sand and i didn't know it Mm -hmm. and so i spiraled out of control and i was very unlovable and it it was about a year's worth of process Mm -hmm. and just through god's grace and his mercy brought us to Bethel mm. where um, we we started to be discipled, you know, and mm-hmm. we started to grow and be challenged. I remember walking into that church the first time and I had, it had been so – now let me back up. We had gotten out of church as well. Okay. So we had gotten out of church mm-hmm. and we didn't have that spiritual family, that mm-hmm. spiritual covering. Mm-hmm. And we were both kind of doing our own thing, both living in sin. And it was when we came back that mm-hmm. God just did such an amazing thing. So I, we walk into the church and I had not felt the 
whole, the presence of the Holy Spirit mm. like that in so long. Mm-hmm. I literally walked in the doors mm-hmm. and worship had already started. And I remember just tears started streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for a long time, but we both still were not changing. We were not mm-hmm. submitting to the Lord, but it was through a series of events and really just the grace of God. We ended up on, um, it was Pastor Ron and Miss Nancy leading the church at the time. Mm-hmm. And we ended up on their couch on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and God just showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and really it was, I had told Josh, I want out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I want a divorce. I don't want to be married 25 years mm-hmm. and get a divorce, I think it's better. I mean, and I was believing all kinds of lies from yeah. the enemy, and I didn't believe in the institute of marriage anymore. And mm-hmm. I had, I had was convinced by believing. Now I see the lies of the enemy mm-hmm. that he would be better and Lincoln would be better if mm-hmm. I just left. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but God, yeah, absolutely. And he showed up on that couch mm-hmm. and, you know, Josh and I would fight and I would always tell him, I'm not a bad person. Cause mm-hmm. I felt like such a bad person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the moment mm-hmm. when pastor Ron leaned over, mm-hmm. he put his hand on my knee mm-hmm. and he said, Kendra, you are not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And it was just the one thing mm-hmm. that God knew I needed to hear. Yeah. And something changed in me. Mm. And my husband never gave up. Mm. And he he is the one who has taught me mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. what it looks like to for love to endure. Mm. Because as I was growing up, my my family on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, they mm-hmm. didn't do that. Mm. Like if you had conflict in family, yeah. literally they would say things like, I disown you mm-hmm. or you're dead to me, mm-hmm. things like that. And that's that's what I grew up thinking love was. It was conditional. Okay. But it's not. Right. Wow. So how old were you? I was 26 when that happened. Okay. Yeah. That's a really pivotal pivotal time in life Mm -hmm. like just a lot of going on in that season of life and I think that when we're in that season of life I'm not trying to narrow it down to just when you're in your 20s but I guess what I'm saying is like there will come a time when if you're on the sand you will know it (laughs) whether it's your 20s your 30s your 40s your 50s like at some point in life you're going to hit hard times. You're going to come up against the things of the past that you've been able to avoid or um, things that you've just been able to walk away from. There, You're going to come to a place in life where you're not going to have the option to do that anymore. Yes. Right. And you're going to have to make choices. And so I'm so thankful that um, that God was just in the middle of that, you know, and that you and Josh both. I mean, because even though you were struggling in that season, you were still pursuing God. Trying. You were trying, yeah. right? With 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 what you had, with your toolbox, you were still pursuing God. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it, actually. Yeah. And Josh, too. I mean, like, I know that, I know he wasn't perfect in any of that, you know, but he, too, was, with his toolbox, was pursuing God. 
And I think that's what perseverance looks like, is like no matter what I am equipped with, right, and no matter what it looks like, what my experience looks like or my circumstance looks like, I'm still going to pursue him. Yes. Right. Even even at all cost. Yeah. And and thankfully he meets us where we are. Absolutely. And you know, I I always describe it this way cuz Josh and I through this mm-hmm. God has used it and right. it wasn't in vain and yeah. we, you know, we get to um, pour into and love and support other mm-hmm. couples now. Yeah. And we have a heart for marriages and for and for parenting and for families because mm-hmm. ultimately that's what the enemy does is he's trying to destroy the family. Yes. <clears throat> but my point is that he meets us where we are and he mm-hmm. doesn't, I'm thankful that he doesn't expect us to, to change everything all mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. Like it's almost like an onion. You know, Mm -hmm. there are layers to onions, not Mm -hmm. for a Shrek reference there, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a great reference. (laughs) It's not possible for us to do this overnight. It is a journey. It is a process that God has us on and Mm -hmm. he takes us from faith to faith. Mm -hmm. And that's a painful process sometimes. It It is. And I, I always say like, he is such a good God that he doesn't dump it, the whole load on us at one time yes and say deal with it right but he's like he's so gentle and that he's like okay okay baby girl I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a journey <laughs> yes <laughs> and I've got somewhere where we're going but we're just gonna take one step at a time yes and each step may be hard but we're going somewhere absolutely it's purposeful it's purposeful mm-hmm. so let me ask when you were going through it, did you feel like it was purposeful? Oh, man. It depends on which phase of it you're talking about. Okay. Like in the really, really dark, dark times, mm-hmm. no. It just felt like, you know how people will say, um, at least when you hit rock bottom, you've got nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I will say that it was worse because I Mm. felt like I had hit rock bottom and then I started feeling like somebody was starting to bury me alive. Mm. That's the best way I know to describe it. Like I was very alive and very aware of of the darkness and Mm. the confusion Mm -hmm. and um, just the disappointment and all the things that I was going through in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling like a failure, feeling like, you know, this is... This has all been a lie. Mm. This has all been a lie. You belong in that trailer park you grew up in, Mm -hmm. and you belong being addicted to alcohol and drugs just Mm -hmm. like your family. Mm -hmm. And so in that time, no. But as God began to do his work in me, 100%. Okay. Yeah. How would you say persevering had changed you personally? Um, I would say that it has given me more grace for people Mm -hmm. because I'm thankful that somebody had grace for me. And it wasn't just somebody. Lots of people had grace for me. But that definitely changed me. Mm -hmm. I think that it gave me the ability to look at the hard things in front of me even now Mm -hmm. and know that there's an other side of it. Okay. Because in, when I was going through all of that back then, mm-hmm. I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And I've learned over the years to go, oh, it might be a pinprick, mm-hmm. but there's light. Okay. And that that's 
enabled you to persevere. Absolutely. And push through the hard things. And help others to do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Because I have a different perspective. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yes, when when you have had the experience that one of persevering and of to someone persevering on your behalf, it changes your perspective. 100%. And that's what that's what I love about doing this podcast is that being able to put words to your story, helping somebody else learn how to put words to their story, somebody else to like it's a domino effect, right? And and that's the kingdom of God. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's why he tells us in the Bible to to preach the gospel, to share your testimony, to um, to go out and to be a witness. That's that's why, because his love changes us and to walk with others yes and to walk with others through it because just like you just said and i don't mean to repeat but like you being able to say my i have experienced getting to the other side i know it can be done yes i know that it can be good even like i know that that pushing through the hard thing can be done right just to be able to say I know that because I've experienced myself. Yes. And you can be a hope bringer Absolutely. at that point. Absolutely. Because, man, people are just hurting. Yes. And you never, ever know where somebody's at. So true. We do so good mm-hmm. at faking the funk. Yep. We just do it so well as humans. We do. And even, even with the people that we're closest with. For sure. And you really never know at the end of the day what somebody's mm-hmm. dealing with. Absolutely. And if you can have community and relationship, mm-hmm. then it builds trust to be able to open up. And then yeah. it gives you an opportunity to be that bearer of hope and good news. Yes, absolutely. Can you describe a time when you were given the opportunity to show this kind of love? Yes, actually... Very recently, um, my brother mm-hmm. has, um, he just moved out. I'm so proud of him. Awesome. But he was living with us for about 15 months. Mm-hmm. Just he, you know, he grew up in the same home I did. Okay. He had to endure the same things I did. And of mm-hmm. course, he's a different person and a different personality and got mm-hmm. something different from it. And so our experiences are similar, but different. Sure. And I was the oldest and he was the baby and, and okay. he had to endure things longer than I did. It's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I got married at 18 mm-hmm. because I was just like, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to do it different, mm-hmm. which honestly was prideful and, you know, yeah. yeah. And hindsight's 2020, but right, right. you were 18. I was 18. I was <laughs> a child. You really um, were like, just <sighs> being a parent of adult children yes. now, like it just brings perspective. It does. I have a 19 year old and I look at him and he's the most mature, amazing human. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, don't do that yet. Right. I mean, unless God tells you, if God tells you sure, do yeah. it, but other than that, yeah, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, but my brother mm-hmm. went through a lot mm-hmm. and I, I will, I will not share everything because sure. I did not ask permission to do that, but mm-hmm. um, he was just in a really hard space, mm-hmm. and God and we had lost touch, like we had lost relationship over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, there were years I didn't know where he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was alive. I didn't know anything. Wow. And God is just so good. 
mm-hmm. and he was he brought us back into relationship with each other mm-hmm. and through a series of events after a couple of years mm-hmm. it worked out where it would be best if he came and stayed with us for a period of time so he'd get back on his feet yeah and you know he's he's been through a lot and we just knew that that's what we were supposed to do that God was calling us to do that and my brother was not saved mm-hmm. and had um, really run from the Lord his whole life. Mm-hmm. And he'll even tell you, mm-hmm. you know, now, because he got saved in July. Praise God. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, it's a miracle. It really is. But he'll tell you, like, and I know you can't see me on the podcast, but I have my hand up to my face. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you he was here the whole time. Mm-hmm. God was just right there the whole time, and he knew it, mm-hmm. and he was running from mm-hmm. him. And But it's been amazing to watch. Yeah. God's done so much in and through his salvation. Mm-hmm. He's, it's, it's restored his relationship with his ex-wife mm-hmm. and her new husband it's and beautiful. his son. And they have a daughter now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been amazing to watch, but it was really just enduring mm-hmm. through his suffering and his mm-hmm. struggles and bringing that into our home and, and knowing that this was going to be hard, mm-hmm. but it was going to be because we loved him and God loved him mm-hmm. and God had a plan and a purpose. Absolutely. Okay, but when you and Josh said, hey, let's... Let's open our home. Let's have Tommy come live with us. You had no idea what you were in store for. I mean, I think we knew it wouldn't be easy. Yeah. But no, there's no way to know all the things for right. sure. Right. And it's it's it requires mm-hmm. love and patience and kindness mm-hmm. and gentleness mm-hmm. and all the fruit of the spirit. You know, right. all of those <laughs> things. Because um, yeah. it it. It was, I mean, we have the space. I'm grateful yeah, for it. Yeah. And, you know, when we built this house, we said, Lord, mm-hmm, use this mm-hmm. house for ministry. We yeah. had no idea yeah. that it would look like that. Right. And it will look other ways. Sure. But, no, we, we had no idea. Yeah. But it really was just, it was amazing. And I'll say this as well, like what it taught my children mm. and the example of living that out yeah. in front of them yeah. and talking with them about it through it mm-hmm. was, and them just seeing what God did. Like Eli was telling me the other day, mm-hmm. he was like, Mom, I never would have thought <laughs> that that would have happened and it has been amazing to watch yeah because I mean you said 15 months like when we're talking about doing hard things 15 months that's a long time it is to do something hard yes and 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 I'm not saying Tommy was horrible or anything but what I'm saying is like it it was in your home um it was a daily sacrifice for 15 months yeah, right. For sure. Um, and it did, it did, it did affect your normal daily life. It just affected. It affected every part of your your being, right? Just yes, having someone else in your home. Yes. If you've never had a house guest, like it's <laughs> right. <laughs> it just it it requires extra of you to have a house guest. It does. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And that if if God had said, okay. Josh Kendra, I want you to open your home to Tommy, and it's going to be for 15 months. 
<laughs> yeah. There might have been a pause. There might have been a there pause. There might have been a pause. Right? For sure. But I, I honestly, I, I, I know you two, and I know it wouldn't have been a very long pause because no. you both adore Tommy. Absolutely. And, and you both were willing to do whatever it took yes. to get him strong, healthy, saved, like spiritually sound, mentally sound, prepared for life, ready for a change. Like you, you both wanted to see all of that yes, for your brother. Absolutely. And so I know you would have done it. hundred percent. And I'll say this, the thing that came out of it that I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. is because I had faith for him to get saved. Yeah. I did. God actually told me, I can't even tell you, it's written down in a journal somewhere mm-hmm. long, long ago that mm-hmm. this would happen. Mm-hmm. That's what Eli said was, you've been saying that for all my life mm-hmm. and I never thought I would see it. <laughs> but what what happened that I didn't expect was it gave us the opportunity because we had some moments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It wasn't always sunshine and sure. roses and we had a few moments, but you know what we did? Mm-hmm. We worked through it Mm, we didn't walk away from each other yeah there was no you are dead to me right that that's over Mm -hmm. and that has been something that I have taken away from this that Mm -hmm. has just warmed my heart (laughs) for sure for sure and how can you say I mean this is just your experience but how can you say Tommy has been changed by love persevering well, I'll, I mean, he texted me the other day, and he, he said, I miss that family feeling. Mm. And this is coming from somebody who would rather be a loner his whole life. Yeah. And that's how he lived and operated. Not mm. that he was always alone, but that was his preference. Yeah. And I think him actually getting to see what family looks like, mm-hmm. not that we are perfect. Right. And not that we don't have our own issues and dysfunctions. Yeah. But... That has been amazing. For sure. To see the change in him. Well, and for him to see, like, family can be good. Yes. (laughs) It can be hard and good at the same time. Yeah. Just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's good. Exactly. That it's it's not good. Right. Right. And I think that love, I think that's a misunderstanding or misinterpretation of love. It's like, love is supposed to be sunshine and rainbows like that's what love is and love is makes you always feel good and love you know like (laughs) all the you know valentine's days and hearts and all the things right but really love isn't always that no it can be ugly it really can it can love can be hurtful it can be hurtful i mean there are so many good amazing things about love yeah and feelings, but there are just as many on the opposite side of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that just goes back to the definition of love that you've been mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. It. I mean, why does love have to be kind if, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to endure things, right. unkindness, you right. know? Why does love have to be patient? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of stuff you're having to deal with. Right. I mean. Yeah. But love gets us through the hard times. Yes. Right. And love is what changes us. Because that... That's why Jesus came into the world, was to show us, to be the model for us to show us that we can be, this is how we can be. Yes. Right? Like, it's possible. It's possible. We will never be perfect because we are not Jesus. But he's showing us in our human nature, we can be different. Yes. And love can be good. But love is going to push us to hard things to change us. Yeah. And the word says (laughs) that they'll know us Mm -hmm. by our love for each other. Right. Yeah. So love perseveres. Um, 
What would you say to the person that's listening that is going through hard things and doesn't see light at the end of the tunnel? I think the first thing I would say is don't give up mm-hmm. because there is purpose in it yeah. even when you don't understand it. Yeah. But God, I mean, that is just such a huge statement, but mm-hmm. God, God can do anything. Yeah. And he, he is the miracle worker. He's the one that sees the other side of it when we can't see the other side of it. Yeah, for sure. And he always has a plan and a purpose mm-hmm. and he's never left you or forsaken you in it, which mm-hmm. means he's in the middle of it right now, even when you don't see it, even mm-hmm. when you don't feel it. So don't give up. I mean, what's the saying that basically it's always darkest right before the Mm -hmm. sun rises, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. you just never know. It literally happens in a moment that you weren't expecting. Absolutely. And I would say, too, like, I love that you gave the example of Eli watching this, not just Eli, but Lincoln and Silas, too, but for him to be able to articulate, you know, Wow, I never thought this would happen. But for those of us that are mature, we have people in our lives that are watching us. They're watching us. And so if you persevere through something, and if um, if you can realize that somebody is watching you and know that you pushing through maybe maybe isn't just for you. Mm, That's good. You know, it might be for somebody else to witness it, to be able to encourage them to mm. persevere. That's good. It's not just about you. Yeah. Um, so do you think Tommy will listen to this? I don't know. I haven't told him. If he did, what would you say to him? Mm, I would say I'm so proud of you. Mm. And I love you so much. And God has such big plans for you. Mm-hmm. And I've known it for so long. Mm-hmm. And to actually see it, working itself out is amazing and you can do this yeah you don't have to be afraid of what god's calling you to do Mm -hmm. yeah i'll say tommy like and bo and i've talked about this like he he is he really is a different person Mm -hmm. like i i remember when he got saved just the his countenance changed like he walked lighter he he smiled. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Smiles more. Um, the change in him is evident. Yeah, it is. It's evident. Yeah. And it's it, it really is a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. And I, I think sometimes even just persevering is a miracle. It is. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not in our nature to persevere. It's not. We are weak people. Yeah. And we want what we want now, mm-hmm. and we want it easy. Yeah. And it's exhausting to persevere. It, it is. It is stressful to persevere. And our culture is saying, have it the easy way and have mm-hmm. it perfect. Social mm-hmm. media, you know, you look and you see people's highlight reels. Yeah. And you think that they, everybody else has it together but me. And it's right. a lie. It is a lie. It is a lie. Yeah. And we are all broken people Mm -hmm. we are hopefully serving the lord Mm -hmm. trying to let him do Mm -hmm. his work in us but we are not supposed to be perfect we're not it's about progress it's not about perfection and that is a major thing that i have had to learn how to walk through in my life because i am Mm -hmm. a natural perfectionist Mm -hmm. i just am yeah and so 
anyway. Yeah. And I think in the church, like we, we do such an injustice um, of painting the pretty picture. 100% agree. Painting the pretty picture. And just because you have hard things that you're persevering through doesn't make you a bad Christian. Yes. It actually makes you a real Christian. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Yes. It requires faith. Yes. It requires faith. Um, so what would you say? Like, I, I'm just going to rewind for just a little bit. But you were saying, like, you and Josh were in church doing all the things that a good Christian does. But Jesus was not Lord. So right. then when the storms came, that's when you realized, like, I'm on sinking sand. What would you say to the person that's in church, they're doing all the things, and hard, they're in the middle of hard times, and perseverance is being required? How would you advise them? What would be the next step that you would advise them to take? I think spiritual community, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Having people to walk with and not doing it alone. Yes. Number one. Josh and I were in church and doing all the things, but we, you know, we weren't youth anymore Mm -hmm. and we weren't old folk anymore, you know, yet. (laughs) Like I feel like we are now, (laughs) but, you know, we were stuck in that weird spot. And I, I mean, so for then that Mm -hmm. was the hard part is we really didn't have a community but you got to have a community you cannot do it alone it's when we're alone that the enemy he can just pick us off so easy absolutely i mean that's so scriptural on Mm -hmm. so many different levels but like you have to be in spiritual community Mm -hmm. and you have to be not just showing up to check a box right like you got to be digging in and 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 letting the lord work on you Mm -hmm. and letting him challenge you and be around people that will challenge you mm-hmm. and, you know, get all up in your business. Right. Because that's what we need. Right. Because we do fake it really well. Mm-hmm. And it's, man, when you're when you're not doing it for the right reasons, yeah. when you're doing it to check a box, yeah. when you're doing it alone, mm-hmm. when you don't have anybody that can get up in your grill mm-hmm. and be like, hey, sister, right. what's really going on with you? Yeah. And that's... The, the other side of that, though, you have to have genuine relationship yes. and have trust built yes. to be able to do that. Because, sure. you know, if sister so-and-so that I don't know mm-hmm. comes up and tries to get in my grill, I'm right. going to back her up real quick. Yeah. There you has know? to be relational equity. There has to be. Yeah. Yes. But if it's you or, you know, one of my good friends mm-hmm. that I trust and they have the right to come into that space yeah. and they need to do that. Yeah. Don't be vulnerable with everybody. No, that's Don't unwise. Be selective. Right? 100%. Pray. I tell people all the time, pray first and ask the Lord to show you who to connect with, right? Like invite him into the conversation of, I know I need community. I don't know where to find it. I don't know who to pursue in relationship. Allow him to direct that. And let me say the two best ways that I have found to do that yeah. in a church community. Okay. One is life groups. Yes. You have smaller groups where you are doing life with each other Mm -hmm. outside of church building. Yes. Not that you can't have it in the church building, but you know my point. The second is serving. Mm -hmm. When you serve Mm -hmm. alongside people on a regular basis, you're going to get to know people in those two areas. Right. And so that's what I would encourage. Yeah, I agree. And I'll, I'll just go back to having, not doing it alone. Like Tommy was able to persevere 
in the season of his life because he wasn't alone. Yes. He had a family encircled around him, walking with him on a daily basis, right? Like he had that. Yes. Um, so there's power in community. There's power in connectedness. Yes. And that's why that's why God called us to, calls us to it. Yeah. It's it's purposeful. Yes. So even though it's hard even to do that, like it's even hard to open yourself up. It is. But it can be a good thing. Yeah, it is. It can be a really good thing. And I love the examples, not examples, but practical ways of like finding the people to connect with. I yeah. love how you did that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. This is my first podcast. Yeah, you did great. I really didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I don't get to even listen to podcasts yeah. because of time. Right. But I really want to. Yeah. Well, so, but I can you know. I'm not listening to this one. Okay. Until I listen to the other ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's that perfectionist. It is. <laughs> I got to do it in order. <laughs> yep. There it is. Oh, so funny. Well, okay. Going out, I always ask a fun question to take okay. us out. So, are you a, I already know the answer to this question, but are you a dog person or a cat person? Oh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> this is going to make me sound horrible. I, okay, so I didn't think I was a cat person because I'm allergic to cats. Okay. But then we got cats out here on our property, and yeah. I love cats. <laughs> now, I have to be careful, and I can't love on them yeah. too much. But I like the idea of dogs. Okay. But I don't necessarily love having a dog. <laughs> so there's that. You like dogs at a distance. Yes. And I like love. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of dogs. And I have a dog and I yeah. love her affectionately. Yeah. Right. But when she goes to be with Jesus, right. I think I'm done. <laughs> that. Dog season of life is over. I think it might be. It's like another child. They are. They really are. Awesome. I love you. Love you too. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening today. For more, go to my website, amandaparker.net.